0: a few people. Last week I had Kara, right? Um, So, I was preaching from home as one of our daughters wasn't feeling that great. um, But then bounced back the next day. So, I was very thankful and blessed for that. But, this again, I have been prepping for this um, for years about blessings from the Lord. And the interesting piece to this is I I highlighted some of the passages of Scripture we're going to look at, but one of the first ones that we're going to turn to, if you want to go ahead and turn to it as I talk, is Psalm 51, 10 through 12. Because really the first blessing that a... Um, by the way, are we recording this on Zoom, Miss Robin? Uh, it would say record. Jeff, can you... Hold on one second. Down on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, on the cloud. All right. I will start over with this. I am so blessed to be teaching on this today. Um, the blessings of the Lord and how He continues to bless me and open my eyes. Yet, the first blessing that we have as Christians and believers and followers of God is the transformation of our hearts. And so, that's where we're going to turn to first, and that comes from Psalm 51, 10 through 12, as it talks about the heart opening. And so, this is one of those blessings that um, a lot of people, they recognize, they acknowledge, right? We go through baptism, and so I wanted to point this out before I get into the the prime meat of my topic today. Blessings from God and being able to see them and teach them to your children. So Psalm 51, 10 through 12 says, <clears throat> Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit, from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. This is David talking to him. David's been through a lot this time. We all have. Life throws curveballs at us. and so. But David here is talking about making his heart contrite, turning him towards him. And so we, we see that in ourselves as well. In Romans 12, 2, I'm going to turn there. <clears throat> 1 through 2 says therefore i urge you brethren by the mercies of god to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to god which is your spiritual service of worship what's that mean we've got god doesn't accept anything but perfection whenever it comes to offering a sacrifice and so the only way to do that is by transforming of the mind and the renewing of our hearts. And so, this is what gets us to the point where we can see blessings. God can change our mindset. He can change our heart. And verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may, be, you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. The renewing of of your mind. That is exactly what God is talking about. And whenever that happens, you start to see the world differently. There is so much darkness in this world, but yet God can transform your mind and He can bring different relationships, He can bring forth different colors, He can bring forth blessings that you've never seen before, if you will just stop and listen And know He is God. The mindset of many Christians is not to stop, it's to continue to go and do things. And trust me when I say if you have children, you can get really busy doing things from day to day and not see God's blessings. Jewish people, I've learned so much, not just from the scriptures, but from my friends that are Jewish and one of the things that we constantly do in here, we say, Baruchas, we start the blessings. Baruch atah Eloheinu Alam. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe. They have a blessing for in the morning when you first open your eyes. They have a blessing for your first steps. They have so many blessings. And that is something that Christians are missing today. They're missing The small little tidbits that God has for them in their life. Alright. Well, let's get into some of this now. Um, The first passage I want to turn to is actually Luke 11. So let me remove these. Luke 11, 27 and 28. Yay! I'm glad you're back. I wanted you to be in here, which is awesome. You're going to help me a little bit later, okay? Alright. Luke 11. This is interesting, because Jesus, our Master, corrects somebody who's trying to bless Him. And in Luke 11, 27 and 28, He had just cast out the demons from a person. Good luck explaining that and working through that with your kids after this sermon. But um, if you need me to help, I can. Um, But in Luke eleven twenty seven and twenty eight. There is a woman that wants to bless Jesus and bless the mother of Jesus. She says, While Jesus was saying these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Baruchata, right, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. Jesus, responding to her, he said, On the contrary. Blessed are those who hear the Word of God and observe it. Who hear the Word and obey the Word of God. What a blessing that is! How exciting is that? Because there's people out there that want and struggle to see what God has for them. And Christians struggle to say, Well, you know, it's all by... by um, it's, not, it's just by salvation. You don't have to do any works. Jesus Himself just says, how blessed is the one who hears the Word of God and does it. So it's not about just feelings. It's about doing it. Clearly about doing it. Which gets us into the sus- substance of what I wanted to talk about today. God brings us to salvation he gives us eternal hope. But there's more to do, and there's more blessings to have. How do we reach that? Well, Jesus tells us to listen and obey. Well, then, if that's the case, let's go back to the Torah. Let's look at Deuteronomy 28, 1-14. through 14. It has many, many blessings in it. Now, I know this is about Israel going into the land, but is there any way to apply this passage of Scripture Let's look at it. Deuteronomy 28, 1-14. Lord willing, I'll still be able to read this with these glasses on. Nope, I'm not going to. I'm going to switch out my glasses. <clears throat> Alright. Wow, what a blessing. I can see it so much better. Now, it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all His commandments, which I command you today, The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Now, he's talking about Israel there. I get that. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Okay, let's see. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. I prefer the country. Some people prefer the city. Okay. Blessed shall you be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground, and the offspring of your, your beast, the increase of your herd and young of your flock. Let me see. The Disciple Center. Do we have a bunch of kids? I do believe so. We're struggling with this word. The offspring is plentiful here. Blessed shall you be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, And blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way and will flee before you seven ways. We may have enemies not as apparent as David did, but we continue to struggle and God does deliver us at those specific times. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hands to, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to Himself, and He swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, so all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, they will be afraid of you. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in offspring of your body and in the offspring of your beast and in the produce of your ground and the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to to give rain to your land and its season and bless the nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will, interesting, that the Jews have prospered whenever they have followed God's word. Even in foreign nations, they tend to prosper and be some of the most wealthiest people. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you only will be above and you will not be underneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully, And do not turn aside from any of the words which I command you today, to the right or to the left, to gather after other gods and to serve them. Now, I am not preaching prosperity. I do not believe, I think that people are struggling. They're still from God, and God will get them through, and God sees them through. There is a great book on that, but God does bless you in certain times. I will refer to George Mueller in a little bit, but this book is amazing because even though they struggled day to day, he started to realize God's blessings in um, the struggle of life as he ran an orphanage. Didn't know where the next food cart was coming from. Didn't know how he was going to feed those children. But he got to the point where he said, the Lord is always faithful. We don't have anything for dinner. But hey friend, if you want to see God work, just sit here beside me and watch how he delivers the food to us. This book is true. It's about his life and the autobiography of him. And trust me when I say there's a portion in that where he says, sit here, watch what God does. It is amazing because God has that blessing, but it took him a while to get to that point. So, what I just read... God has so many blessings for the Jews and in Israel. But what's He say to the Gentile? Isaiah 56, 1 through 7 points this out. If we join ourselves to them, we can also have blessings. 56, 1 through 7 of Isaiah says, Thus says the Lord, preserve justice, do righteousness, for my salvation is about to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. How blessed is a man who does this, and the son of man who takes hold of it, who keeps from profaning the Sabbath, and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. Nor let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, To the eunuch who keeps my Sabbath, and choose what pleases me, and hold fast my covenant, to them I will give in my house, and within my walls a memorial, and a name better than that of the sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name, which will not be cut off. <clears throat> also the foreigner who joins themselves to the Lord, to minister to Him, and to love the name of the Lord, to be His servants, everyone who keeps from profaning the Sabbath, and holds fast my covenant even those I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burn offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all the peoples. We are joined with Israel. We are adopted in. Thank God that He put this passage with Isaiah, showing us that we have access to Him no matter what. But to be blessed, we must be following Him. And Jesus even says, If you love Me, do My commandments. Well, if He started from the foundations of the earth and there is nothing that was created that didn't come through Him, then the Torah comes through Him and everything that we can gain blessings from comes through Him. Amazing. Amazing what God does. I'm going to stop now and let you know. The reason why I came up with this is I don't think our children, and I noticed this when on Sabbath evenings with my own children, I would um, talk with our girls and give them the ability to share what blessings they've had over the past week, and they struggle to come up with what God was doing in their life. And so by stopping and helping them recognize what God was doing... um, And how Papa even coming home from work every day, driving the 91 and the 15, is a blessing from the Lord. I could be taken just like that. And yet, if I help them see with their own eyes, Papa's coming home and I'm saying, Thank you, Lord, at dinner for bringing me home to my children, they start to recognize it. But if we're not pausing ourselves to recognize what God is doing in our lives, how do we expect our children to recognize it? We can't. And so this is a skill, as I tell people in mental health, like there are skills of behavior you have to learn even yourself. And so I'm hoping that by pointing this out to you, you will um, be able to recognize what God is blessing you with today. What he, what you, you again, you have to practice. Ask God to Open your eyes. Whenever I wanted to help the poor and I continue to want to help the poor, I ask God, because my heart gets hardened a little bit too, I say, God, open my eyes to the surroundings of what other people need. And sure enough, within a day or two, I'm like, whoa! There is so much need around here. How can I help? Show me how to help responsibly, biblically, according to you, God. Because it's a blessing to give. A blessing to help. Help me be responsible responsible in a biblical manner with helping others as well Ecclesiastes I couldn't get past this without looking at Ecclesiastes 3 1 through 8 because there's a time for birth there's a time for um, sorrow there's a time for everything so you can't get past blessings without looking at Ecclesiastes 1 through 8. There is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. You see, it's going this pattern back and forth. Blessings. Life. Blessings. It's not a curse. It's just life. Blessings. Life. A time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. My daughter loves gathering stones. I love to throw them in the ocean and skip them, right? A time to embrace and a time to shun embracing. A time to search and a time to give up as lost. A time to keep and a time to throw away. There's a time for everything in this life and you can't get away from it. I had to point that out. Because one of the other verses that we're going to look at right now comes from Luke 6. And this is where Jesus is talking about um, the Beatitudes. You can look more about the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 as well. But I wanted to point out Luke 6. Because it's a back and forth at times. I'm going to point out the blessings. But if you go on past verse 22, you'll see, woe is you if you do this. But Luke 6, where Jesus is talking, seems to parallel what Ecclesiastes is saying. So, verse 20. And turning his gaze toward his disciples, he began to say, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. You see, it's not a um, claim it and get it from God, because who wants to be poor? Nobody wants to be poor. But theirs is a the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you and ostracize you and insult you and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. Be glad in the day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way their fathers used to treat the prophets. You see, those Beatitudes, blessings... Not curses, blessings. It's interesting to me that Pastor Bruce can see such a blessing in a bird at McDonald's. Right? He, he references Matthew six twenty five through 26 where it says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look, the birds of the air, that they do not sow, reap, or gather into barns. Yet, God gives them what they need. Does He not do that for you? Are you not here today fully clothed? Are you not hearing this word of God, knowing that God cares for you more than the birds of the sky? So, shoes. I I have a reference here to shoes. Who wants to help me With shoes. Did you know waking up without pain is a blessing? Did you wake up with pain today? No, that's good. That's a good thing. You don't wake up with pain. But you know what? When you get older, you start to feel... I just preached on groaning, right? You start to wake up with a little bit of pain. I started getting a little rheumatoid arthritis in one of my fingers. I think some of it has to do with my eating... But it's such a blessing to wake up without pain. So, but what I want to do is have somebody help me. Who wants to help me today? You want to help me? Come on up. Alright. Do you know how to tie a shoe? Yeah. You do? Come on. Come sit right here. Did you? So, waking up without pain, that's a blessing, but you don't know it yet. You're going to have to take off your sandals. Because I'm going to show you something. Have you ever tried to walk in a shoe that it feels good? These are running shoes. Come on. You got to take off both shoes. No, you got to take off both. Setting you up for something so you can tell me if it hurts in one or not. No, it won't. Okay. All right. You you know? You've done this before? No. Okay. Alright, so put your foot in that one. Ooh. How's that foot feel? Does foot feel okay? Yeah. Can you walk across? No. Why? Why? Because this one has rocks in it. Why would I do that? Did you know that there's older people that struggle to wake up in the morning and feel okay? I know people that woke up every morning. Rheumatoid arthritis. Can you imagine? Can you try this for me? Can you put these on? Do you know how to tie your shoes? Yeah. Can you imagine trying to tie your shoes with these on? Could you tie your shoes with those? No, no I couldn't either. My grandfather, Papa Lynch, he had rheumatoid arthritis really bad. In his hands, and he ended up having to. Would, do you think it? You think he kept ties like this, or do you think he bought Velcro shoes? He bought Velcro shoes. He never once complained. He groaned, like I said last week, but he never once complained. And I asked him, Pop, how do you do that day in day out, like barely getting your hands? to work and he said still a blessing to wake up and know I can worship my God and I said well what do you do to work through that arthritis that's got to be painful he said I just throw my arms back and I work it out every morning I'm like that is amazing that is a man after the heart that I want to go towards with God because he's not complaining but he's seeing the blessings of being able to worship God no matter what's going on. The same way that George Mueller did with his orphans and his wife. Not knowing how God was going to feed them, but he knew that he fed the birds of the sky and he would feed them that night. And somebody from the local market would stop by and say, Hey, this bread's about to go bad. You want it? Yep. I'm going to feed these kids with it. Or I got this extra corn today. Do you need it? Yep. I'm gonna make stew out of it. Go outside in the morning <laughs> or the evening time. Sit with God, be still, know that He is God, and He has blessings for you. I go out in the morning. I'm a morning person. Since I wake up at four thirty every morning, anyways, um, and I hear the birds starting the church. There's times wh- around when it's darker in the morning. they're not chirping. But now I'm going out there and they're already starting. I'm like, you beat me up today, right? But God has those blessings for you and you have to teach them to your children or they're not going to recognize how God is working in their lives. That is something that is very important to me, to you. There is a song that hit me hard a few years ago. Um... And so, those of you who know me know I come from Little Oklahoma and Bakersfield, so I, I listen to country. And Rodney Atkins helped write a song called Watching You. And if you don't know it, I would encourage you to listen to it because your children are watching you. The song says, Dri- um, Driving through town, just my boy and me, with a happy meal in his booster seat, knowing that he couldn't have the toy till his nuggets were gone, green traffic light turned straight to red. I hit my brakes and mumbled under my breath. Why? Well, because you can imagine that meal went everywhere. His fri- fries went flying. His orange drink covered his lap. Well then, for, for year, a four-year-old said a bad word. That started with, and as you can imagine, so I said, son, now, where did you learn to talk like that? He said, I've been watching you, Dad. Ain't that cool? I want to be a buckaroo. I want to be just like you. What do you think our kids are doing? They're, They're... watching us, whether we want them to or not. They're watching us. They want to be just like us. And it went on to say, and eat all all my food and grow up as tall as you. We got cowboy boots and camo pants. Yay, we're just alike. Hey, ain't we, Dad? I want to do everything you do. So I've been watching you. He goes on to say, we got back home. So this is the dad again. We got back home. I went to the barn. I bowed my head and prayed real hard or and prayed real hard. Said, "Lord, please help me. Help my stupid self." Then the side of then this side of bedtime later that night, turning on my son's Scooby-Doo nightlight, he crawled out of the bed got down on his knees. He closed his little eyes, folded his hands, and spoke to God like he was talking to a friend. He said, Son, now where do you learn to pray like that? I want to be like you, Dad. I've been watching you. We want our kids to know the blessings. They want to be just like us. Tell your kids, don't be like me. Be like Jesus. Your dad and I, your mom and I, we work things out. Take the good, leave the bad. Recognize what God is doing. Teach them to see God's blessings. That is the most important thing. My last scripture verse for this teaching Some of you, this is a commercial for whenever I do finally get to sit down with Silas. The reason I asked Silas to do this, he's not just newly confirmed, he's lived life to a small extent, Um, and so what I will end up doing with him is talking to him about how life has brought him to the point where he's at, where he wants to go, and what he wants the parents to know about what he's experienced so that way we can listen and maybe even help us to parent differently if we need to. Because he's living in this generation where he is the younger. He is the future of what this country will be and what the struggles are he has now and what he sees. Um, even though he's at Cal Baptist, he's not out in the world. He he um, He's transformed And thankfully, we've all seen that process with Him. But this passage of Scripture in 3 John says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you prosper and be good in health, just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad when brethren came and testified to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this. To hear... My children walking in the truth. My mom brought this passage to my, my attention years ago. And I thought, there is no... There, no matter what, I've never... And i said this to Kara when we were first dating. Just so you know, I never want to be a parent. I just want to be a grandparent. I've told my girls that. I, you know, I just want grandkids. So, um, helping them focus on the importance of finding a good, godly man and then giving me grandkids. But there is no greater joy for any parent than to see their children walking with the Lord. Now John is talking about a spiritual um, passage where he was, he was able to bring up Gaius in this way and hearing other people talk of the faith he walks and how he's continuing to bless others is such a blessing to John when he hears back from others about how Gaius is acting out, he is behaving, he is being blessed by God. I challenge you today to open your eyes, ask God to show you how God is blessing you, how God can reveal Himself to your children and bless them, but yet first you have to start to recognize those blessings before your children. You're not looking for miracles. I think a lot of people are looking for miracles and yet there are small little blessings each and every day when you wake up. You're able to wake up in a bed. You're able to um, open your eyes in a country that still somewhat allows you to speak your mind and to hold your faith. We're blessed to be able to come and worship here today. And so, God has many, many blessings that not even I recognize. And so, He's continuing to work on me, and He's continuing to work on you. So, let's go to Him in prayer.